everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In this episode, we're talking with Heather Cobia on how she managed to increase her production by 20% in just one year. Now, let's hear from Jeff and Heather. So Heather, we will start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your business? And I've got some questions written down based on our conversation that I think the audience would get a lot of value out of the answers. So let's start with uh, just a little bit about the basics. How long you've been doing it, your production, that type of thing. Sure. So I have been in the business for five years and I am a solo agent. Um, Mm -hmm. We are located perfectly in between Atlanta, Birmingham, and Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. So we sell in Alabama and Georgia. Yep. We are in the process of building our team Mm -hmm. and building it the correct way. Sure. And one thing that I admire about your business is um, it's just you, which is great, you and an admin. Yes. And uh, in 2022, you closed 60 transactions. Is that right? We did. That's phenomenal. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Which which was a 20% increase over 2021 when so many people are experiencing either the same units or less units, because I hear this all the time from agents, and don't be one of those agents. Well, you know, my units were kind of down a little bit, but the volume was about there and a little bit up. Well, you didn't do anything for that. The market did that, right? Right. So one thing I respect about your business is that you increased in a market that was sliding downwards, right? We did, and one of the huge things that I accredit to that is partnering with Glover U. You got it. Because we did that last year. Well, I appreciate you saying that, okay? Um, So, I took a look at your top sources of business. Mm -hmm. I know you do really well with your database. I know you also use the online referral sources, which is something we've been teaching for a while. So so why don't we start there? Why don't we take a look at the online referral sources that you're using? Talk to us about where your business is coming from as it relates to that. Sure. So some of the sources that we have partnered with are Zillow, Realtor.com, we're a Dave Ramsey trusted affiliate. So those are just a couple. We use Sync as our database and so we get some leads through Sync as well. Sure, pay-per-click, Google pay-per-click leads, yep. And now a lot of people when they'll hear those companies, Zillow, Realtor.com, they think instantly, oh, it costs a lot of money and, and you know, I'm not in the position to, to make that investment or what's her ROI and, you know, what, what would you say to somebody that thinks that, you know, um, the Zillow or Realtor.com ROI isn't there? It's definitely there. I would say if you guys are considering any of those as a lead source, you first have to look at your time and how much time you're going to be able to put into it. So for instance, I know that in the past we've talked about speed to lead and how important that is. It is still very important and at the same time, follow-up is gonna be as important too. You're gonna have to make sure that if you're spending that money, that you have a dedicated plan in place to service those leads at the highest level. So if the typical lead comes in, because obviously just you and an admin, you you don't have people that you can delegate things to, um, what is your process when you receive, say, a Zillow opportunity? We've handled this a lot of different ways, uh-huh. right? We fell forward. Yep. So 
Um, a lot of times we try to do the pre-qualification script, which it, we have moved away from that after attending some of your classes recently and yep. talking about the ALM method. Yep, appointment so first, location yep. second, motivation third. Yes. We'll talk a little bit about that on day three. Yes, and that has worked out very well for yeah. us. You get a lot more appointments set that way, don't you? We do, we do. And one of my strengths is relationships. And I need to be able to get in front of people quickly. Yeah. My skills are stronger yes. in yes. person rather than on the phone. Which is what I love so much about that method. Because here's the deal. Some people say, well, yeah, but I'm also going to waste a lot of time with people that aren't ready to do something right now. Yeah, that might be the case, but they're going to do something at some point in time. If you're professional, you present well, you make a good impression. Right they're absolutely going to use you and refer you if you make a great impression, you're professional in what you do. So get out there and meet as many people as you can. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, and what we try to do with every lead, we think about it as three questions are, can I help them, mm -hmm. can I trust them, mm -hmm. and are they going to be able to solve a problem for me? Got so it. I always try and think about that when I'm talking to leads and yep. when we meet with them. Yep. Will we be able to solve their problem today? So you're, maybe, you're, maybe not, but you're eventually. using the mindset, you're taking what, what their mindset is. Can yep. I trust them? Yep. What was the second one? Can I trust them? Can they help me? Can they help me? Mm -hmm. And can they solve the problem? Can they solve a problem? So you're approaching every lead with the mentality of that's what the customer is thinking yes. about you. Yes. So that causes you to craft your questions a little bit differently to fit that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. That makes sense that you're having good results with those. So uh, a lot of times we talk to agents um, who will use Realtor.com or Zillow and say, well, you know, you don't really make a lot of money on the first deal because of the cost of the lead. And I think there's some truth to that because the cost of lead is, is a lot higher today than it was, say, five years ago. Mm -hmm. But what about future business? What would you say to someone that's thinking, ah, the ROI with Realtor.com is just not as good as it was. What about the future business? What do you say to that? Great question. So we have so much repeat business and we pride ourselves on customer service and making sure we deliver that experience for them. I can tell you several stories of where we have had a Zillow lead come in or a Realtor.com lead where we sold them a house yeah. and then they bought another house and then they sold a house and then yeah. they referred their daughter or son to us. Yeah. We literally last year had five transactions from one Zillow lead. From one Zillow lead, which mm -hmm. by the way, that one Zillow lead might have been a five or $600 lead because mm -hmm. I know they're expensive today. But, and that's the thing, you know, not, not every, and every market's different based right. on their average sales price, average commission. But even, even if your, your best case scenario is a one and a half to one return, on the immediate business, that doesn't take into consideration the future business, right? Right. The the referrals, the the fact that they're going to be selling that home five years from now, and if you follow the database plan that we teach, then yes. all of a the sudden they're going to come back to you. And you have to look at. It's interesting when you look at our listing and sales board in in our team, you'll see Zillow-PC, Realtor.com-PC, mm -hmm. Zillow-referral, Realtor.com-referral. All of those transactions are sourced back to that original lead mm -hmm. so we can get a true picture of the ROI of that source. You can't just look at the closed transaction versus what you paid for the lead. Exactly. Right? Love that. So talk to me about um, this year, I know you've made the decision to double down on prospecting, which has not necessarily been your nature. And for a lot of people in the audience, it's not. It's not. You know, they love when we talk about the database stuff, they hate when I say call and expired. So how do you feel about, or how did you arrive at the decision to double down on actual prospecting? So the market's changing, clearly. Mm -hmm. It has changed, it's going to change. Yep. And we need to do things differently to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. And we definitely wanna stay relevant. Um, a question that one of my mentors said, or not a question, a statement, 
One of my mentors said to me several years ago, she said, Heather, your playing small does not serve the world. Your playing small does not serve the world. And that has stuck with me whenever I have something that's totally out of my comfort zone, yeah. like prospecting. Yeah. I think about that, and yeah. I think if we've helped all of these unmets through online referrals and we've turned them into mets in our database, yeah. we can do the exact same think thing about how prospecting. And, and that's how you have to think about that right there, because you know when, when we get a, a, like you said, Dave Ramsey lead or a Zillow, it's already kind of warmed up. I don't actually even consider that prospecting. You're right. following up on a warm lead. Right. Prospecting is calling someone who wasn't expecting your call and talking to them about something they might not be expecting you talking about. Mm -hmm. And the mindset shift that you just shared right there is, if we can do it with these warm ones, then why are we not getting in front of more of these cold ones, right? right? So what will be your biggest source of business from prospecting in 2023? So we're gonna take a softer approach. Okay. We're going to do circle prospecting first. Hybrid in farming. Neighborhoods. Yep, hybrid farming. Yep. And from that, we are gonna work our way up to for sale by owners and expires. And Got we've it. done for sale by owners and expires. We did this five years ago, but we never did it at a high level that we're going to do You didn't go through the double down year. process. Exactly. Yeah. So starting with circle prospecting, uh, which you know we teach the circle prospecting hybrid farming method. Are you are you using both then? Yes. Okay. And how did you determine what neighborhood you're going to hybrid farm? Right. Just like what you said in Traverse City, find those neighborhoods that have five percent or more turnover. Yep. Identify those and then put together a plan in place. Yep. Put that plan in place and with specific things, not we're gonna go see them once a quarter. Yep. No, we're going to go see them on week three in yes. January, and yes. this is what we're gonna deliver to them or say. Bingo, just like we shared in the business plan yesterday. Yes. Um, in, the, in, in your search of finding the right neighborhood, um, what did you, what did you um, discover during that process? Was the, were, you, were you finding similarities like in the average sales prices, or what were some things that that you saw, or at least if I'm in the audience and I'm wondering, well, how do I figure out which one has 5% turnover? What are some one or two things that you saw that were, were common with those? Yeah, so we just went into, I had a couple in mind just knowing the market, and then we went into the MLS and just verified the facts and the data. Yeah. And it's not perfect. We're going to try it first, see yep. what happens. We know we're going to have to make adjustments. Yep. But we're gonna do it. Yeah, good. So um, you put a plan. You identified the neighborhoods. You put a plan together to go after them. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about um, your your. I want to go back to because there's one question I have on my sheet of paper here that I just noticed I didn't ask you. Um, your follow up program to when these leads come in. It's it was pretty cool what you shared with me. Can you share that with the audience? What your policy is there on the follow up? Yeah, of course. So we've done different things over a period of five years. Um, what I shared with you that day was we follow up seven times in four days. And seven times people, in four days. Right. A lot of people do the three by three by three. Um, yep. We do that. And so we want to call first. We yep. always want to try to do voice to voice. Yep. If we can't get in touch with them, then of course we'll do text, email, and then we'll follow back up with that. Got so it. if I can't get them on the phone, then I'm going to have my ops manager call them too. because. Maybe they weren't compelled by wanting to speak to me, but with her, it might be a different story. So, yep. so seven times in, in four days. Some people may say, well, that's like pretty intense. What do you say to that? It's what it takes. That's what it takes. It's what it takes. People are so inundated with notifications and text messages. I mean, it's, it's they don't even see your calls, right? They're not keeping score. You're, you might be keeping score in your CRM of how many times you've reached out, but they're not. They don't even know how many times you've reached out in most cases. Right. So I want to fast forward to a different topic with you. Um, 
your, your, your mindset and your resilience. I know that that's a strength of yours. And obviously we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about that. So what was kind of going through your head or what, how, would you, how would you say you've taken a lot of already what we talked about yesterday and implemented that into your regular routine? So I'm really glad that you guys spoke about that because that is something that even though the market has been incredible the past couple of years, you still have to have a very strong and resilient mindset to deal with all of the things that you're going to face. And one thing I absolutely loved in Sarita's class yesterday was she was talking about don't get bogged down by the weeds or the dandelions. Don't yeah. get bogged down by that. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking of your mind as a garden, protect that and fill it with the prettiest flowers that you yes, can find. Surround yourself with a high vibe tribe, like you said yes, yesterday. Surround yourself with a high vibe tribe. Yep. That's the fertilizer. Yep. Right? Exactly. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Last question I have for you, Heather, um, and I appreciate your, your comment in the beginning, but honestly, how, when you, when you look at your experience in, in the five years in the business and what's gone on in the last year, what are one or two things you have taken away by being in relationship with us that the audience could benefit from hearing? Awesome. So the very first thing I took away was coaching. I started coaching with Kate um, immediately, yep. and I was introduced to Kate by one of your coaching clients, Mary Lou Ellen. She yeah. and I mastermind. Mm -hmm. She is here. Mm -hmm. She and I mastermind with Dave Ramsey, and just in hearing my story, she said, you know, I think it might be worth it for you to talk to Kate. Yeah. I think she can make a real difference. Yep. And so I connected with Kate, yep. also coached with Taylor. I currently coach with Taylor right now, who's also amazing. Mm -hmm. And I would say for us, it was, we love people, we love connecting with people, yeah. but being able to put those systems in place yep. to one, improve our efficiency, yeah. and two, to deliver at a higher level for those people. Yeah, one thing I, I would say what I've observed uh, about your business and just you know having discussions with Taylor and Kate about your business as well is you already had the sales piece somewhat figured out, right? Uh, your personality was great, you, know, you converted a high level. It was actually now kind of bottling it up and putting it into a system, right? Putting it into a daily routine and putting it into a process that you can du duplicate day in and day out. And right. I think you're doing that. Right, and that required me finding my capacity talent. Awesome, so. I love that. Well, thank you for that, Heather. Thank you. thank you for taking time to join Jeff and Heather today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover You will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com forward slash self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.